Hey, you over there. What's up? What time is it? It's time to talk wrestling again on today's edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. You are correct, sir. And it is also time to call out this week's Jackass of the Week. Uh Uh-oh. Mr. ACH, the former... Jordan Miles. I still call him Jordan Miles. He's an idiot. Now, let me be clear because I I want to uh, I want to be very forthcoming with what I'm about to say right here. Mm-hmm. I have no issue with um, with anybody bringing forth uh, racially motivated um, issues and and th- things of that nature because it. It is an issue in uh, today's society, and I always try to um, respect other people's viewpoints. The reason why I believe uh, Jordan uh, Jordan Miles is one of the biggest assholes I have ever heard of in my entire life um, is rooted in um, how... He has conducted himself and called out everybody under the sun yep. who uh, remotely disagrees with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in um, a past edition of this show, we have uh, we have brought up the T-shirt issue. Everybody knows about that. Yep. Um, you know, unless you're living under a rock. Um, but. Uh, he just signed with Major League Wrestling yesterday. He was um, brought back into the, my uh, news headlines, which I always just automatically shake my head now when I see his name. Yeah, that's a, now, that, that's a pretty crappy trade, releasing Teddy Hart and signing him. Well, absolutely. And apparently, apparently Teddy Hart requested his release. There's really no... Um, there's really no um, headline there. No, I'm saying that that's a pretty crappy trade, though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and um, I, I just think that the the way that um, the the way that ACH has gone about things, he's exposed himself yeah. as being one of the biggest assholes that I've ever heard of wrestling or otherwise. But, uh, he called out. He uh, he insulted on. Uh, Jay Lethal, which I don't get. Like, uh, you know what? He's saying that Jay Lethal slapped him. But how do we know that something didn't happen before that? Well, you know, and and I I read that too, but to be honest with you, at this point, I'm I'm more prepared to uh, to take Jay Lethal's version of events. You know, because I, I gotta be honest with you, I I met Jay Lethal at uh, um, at Best in the World last year, and he was like the nicest guy. Mm-hmm. Um, period. Now, now aside from that, you know, f- like five minute interaction, obviously, obviously, there's more to there, there's more to this story than that. But the but the thing the, the thing about ACH, it's it's very telling when when somebody like Shad Gaspard or you know 
know, Titus O'Neil tells you that you're going about this the wrong way. Yep. And and um and Booker T um talked about it on his on his show back when the T-shirt story uh, first came out. And he's he's like, brother, what what are what are you doing? Like you know, I and that I don't understand. Now as now as I said before, um you know I'm all for you know different viewpoints and having. In having an open dialogue and discussion about that, I have no problem with that. What I have an issue with is when when you call me an asshole, um, or you know, fuck me if I disagree with you. Yeah. How I'm going to respond to that? Yep. Um, so that's all. I, that's all I got to say about ACH. Hopefully, this will be the last time. Um, yeah, he is I mean, he, 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 he said uh, yesterday uh, he signed with MLW. Today apparently he quits and he told the fans to fuck you. He told uh, he said that the the business is full of snakes and but he has a crush on Caleb Braxton. Well, the the biggest snake that I see in this situation ha- happens to be named ACH. Yep. So he can he can, he can go screw himself yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Fuck you, ACH. <laughs> yeah, I said it. And the and the tapes were rolling just now when it, while I said when I said that. So it's on tape. Well, good. <laughs> I hope it, I hope everything I said is on tape. Oh I yeah. Every every word of that. All right. So um, we say we get into this. So uh, kicking kicking it off with uh, Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh God! And, and before you do, I, I would like our listeners to know that I um, I have have playfully forced you to do both of the uh, raw review and the SmackDown review because I just can't take it. Yes, anymore. my 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 hands are tied, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, ben has uh, tied my hands. He said there are no ifs ands, but he will do both. <laughs> oh, yes, I will be handling the f- the fun stuff with our Wednesday night wrestling review. All right, sounds good. All right, so let's get into um, <laughs> this week's episode of Monday Night Raw, which came to us from the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, Tennessee. And we kick things off with Kevin Owens defeating Bobby Lashley by DQ in 8 minutes and 45 seconds. I believe this is uh, where the segment took place where Lashley got arrested. Yes, Lashley and Lana got arrested because they they had brought out their own uh, private um, police force because, um, because as we saw on last week's edition of Raw... Um, Rusev had violated their previous restraining order. Lana said that she had gotten a restraining order in um, in the town this week, and and the cops were there to um, to protect them and make sure it was enforced. But as we often see when when the police are involved on a episode of 
Monday Night Raw or Friday Night SmackDown. Same can be said with security forces. Things typically don't go the way of the superstar. Now, um, this this one seemed like a pretty you know egregious, laughable case because I think when when Lana slaps the cop, it becomes very obvious that you're going to get arrested. So I. I found that very refreshing, and the fact that um, the fact that we broke <laughs> uh, was very refreshing. And, and what what gives me further hope that this god awful storyline is winding down? Apparently, um, we will have um, Rusev and Lana finalizing their divorce, and I can only dream. That this will be the end because I can't take it. Now, ben, now, 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 this uh, segment is not news uh, because uh, I don't know if you read, but but the, the, this one was leaked uh, before our RAW, so so we had, some some people already knew this segment was going to take place. Well, yes, and I had known that because one of the accounts that I follow online had been kind enough to warn me as to that. I believe it was um, Russell Votes that broke that story uh, for me and for the rest of the um, wrestling fandom. Now, now I have to partially blame you and this podcast for the fact that I that I still tuned in to Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> hey, how's it my fault? All right, I'd like to hear this. Um, because if it weren't for my my co-hosting this show, there's no way in hell that I would be watching the main roster of the WWE anymore. I just, I, I can't take it. It is just, it is such an abomination when you compare it to the, um, the kind of wrestling that I fell in love with as a kid and and what I found so entertaining about wrestling. I have a question. Uh, now, outside of... Yeah. No, go on. No, I, I'll, I'll, you finish and then I'll ask my question. No. I, oh, no, I was, so, I was just going to say, how how, are the, how is the viewership up this week even though the show sucked? I don't. I don't know. There's no. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Um. I. I don't put much stock in the ratings. To tell you the truth, um, I think the very concept of this Wednesday night war is a joke. <laughs> I just, you know, don't. But don't get me started on that because. We could host a three-hour show on that very topic. <laughs> um, I just, you know, there's very little, um, if anything at all, that I find redeeming about the main rosters. Um, so, hence why I don't have to review them this uh, week outside of my my uh, oh-so-entertaining commentary. 
And this is why I only have uh, those two tabs open. I uh, didn't uh, open uh, NXT or AW because I can just uh, follow along uh, with from your re reports. I do, I do, I do have the history though. We're going, we're firing up the DeLorean this week. Yes, and it's been a while since we fired up the DeLorean, so I'm looking forward to that. All right, so um, in the next match, it's Drew McIntyre defeating Akira Tozawa. I can't believe this guy's still around. Oh my god! Okay, okay. Yeah, just keep it rolling. Followed by Alistair Black defeating Tony Nese in 3 minutes and 20 seconds. Then... <laughs> then we have Andrade defeating Eric Young in 4 minutes and 25 seconds. Eric Young looked like he was miserable. Eric Young is still employed by this company. Unbelievable. I was shocked to see that. We have a 24-7 championship match. NASCAR driver Kyle Busch is your new champion defeating our truth. <laughs> what? Um, I, realistically, brother, I couldn't care less. Neither could I. I didn't even know. Like, I just heard that the title change hands. I'm like, Kyle, they said Kyle Busch. I'm like, what? I only know one Kyle Busch. That's in NASCAR. Then we had Eric Rowan defeating No Way Jose. I can't believe this guy's still around. Now, Ben, what's in the cage? Um. Well, I I can only I can only imagine that it is our hopes and dreams as WWE fans because at this point they are nowhere to be found. <laughs> I actually I came up with a. Uh, well, yeah, it's. I don't think it is, but I kind of came up with my own thoughts on what it might be. Bray Wyatt's lantern. That would be cool. That would be cool. All right. So next up, we had the Kabuki Warriors defeating Charlotte Flair in a handicap tag match. This match lasted fifteen minutes and fifty-eight uh, seconds. God. Damn it! I just, <laughs> I can't, I, I can't, I can't do this. I just, uh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay, wait. So wait a minute. Yes, sir. Can I, can I just say something? Sure. Okay. So you want me, as an intelligent man, mm -hmm. to believe that you're ten times women's champion uh, is gonna is gonna fall victim to to a two on one assault not not in not in um, you know a, re a, re a reasonable amount of time like you know or a realistic amount of time to four or five minutes you are going to stretch it out to um, you know 15 minutes I, I just, I don't un understand this at all. So, no, that's an awful long match. I just, you know, and, but what, what, what I really want to know is how does this help Kyrie Zane or Asuka? It doesn't. Ding, ding, ding. You're correct. 
sir. I just, you know, it's it's amazing to me because now all of a sudden the women's evolution has ceased to exist and all of the entertainment that we had from that has just disappeared and now it's just all all of a sudden it is the Charlotte show now granted I understand she lost and it's gonna sound like I'm like I'm I'm going back and forth here but you expect me to believe that your 10-time women's champion is going to be able to withstand a two-on-one assault for that amount of time. Now, I understand that you want her booked as a badass, but when it, when it absolutely lacks all elements of logic, um, I, 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 I can't, I can't deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> And then I can't believe they keep doing this. The the War Raiders defeating Mark Stone and Mitchell Lyons again. Two jobbers. Actually, I just looked up the one guy he has Shikara on, on his resume, and that's about it. The other one is just an independent guy that I know it's heard of. So, you know, this week on. Um on Raw, it was like the week of squash matches. I don't think I've ever seen this number of, of squash matches um, put together. I don't, I don't know why they keep doing this to the, to the War Raiders, Viking Raiders, whatever you want to call them. They keep putting them in these matches. Like, why? Well, they, you know, they've done, this, they've done the same thing to, to Alistair Black. They've done the same yeah. thing to Cedric Alexander. And speaking of, of Cedric Alexander... Did you hear that he lost to Mojo Rally on on uh, main event this week? What? Look, wow! Yes, wow. Cedric, I I, was, Cedric, I don't really watch main events, so I didn't I didn't know. But wow! Well, well, I I don't watch it either. But but this is just something that I picked up during right. my oh you know wow weekly research sessions. That's for this show. that's ridiculous. Yeah. Mojo Rowley. Is he still doing that stupid uh, gimmick where he's talking to himself in the mirror? Uh, yeah, and he's got the blue face paint. Yeah. yeah. Come on. What? It's shit. It's <laughs> terrible. Wait, yeah. what, 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 what show is he supposed to be on? Is he on Raw or SmackDown? Yeah, well, he, he's on Raw. And, <laughs> and we never see him. Wow. Well, I mean, it's just... It's just... It's just physically um, painful. I just I don't understand it. Maybe maybe Mojarelli's the what's hiding in uh, Eric Rowan's cage. Well, Mojarelli's career is hiding in Eric Rowan's cage. No, I think I think it is the heart of all the WWE fans of all like you and I. And in the main event, we had the OC defeating Humberto Carrillo, Rey Mysterio, and Ricochet in 14 minutes and 30 seconds. I, I couldn't give 
I'm just. Uh, I, I this show, the show is horrific. I don't care. Now, I, I, I've heard this take on other shows. Yeah. Uh, in, in the past, but now, I, now I'm, I'm going to give you my two cents because I'm, I'm not thoroughly convinced that this is true, and I cannot believe that I'm going to say this. We don't have pennies here, so you can't give me two cents. It has to be in, it has to be the nickel or dime. Paul Heyman needs to be fired. Oh, as creative director. Oh, Monero. This, this is terrible. Oh, well. I, I don't know how much of a say that he has, but if if he's the creative director and he's responsible for this, I I I, I just I can't deal with. It. Wait, wasn't Eric Bischoff uh, supposed to be the, like somewhat the same role on SmackDown? Yes, I mean, he, and, he and, and, and and since he since they let him go, SmackDown's gotten terrible. Well, you know, like like I said, you know, both the shows on the main roster are just god awful, and I I can't take it. You know, it, it's where. Logic and creativity go to die. Oh, I wonder. I wonder if Paul Heyman's doing both shows now. Well, I, I don't know. I, I think Bruce Prichard um, is doing SmackDown. Bruce Prichard. I, I just don't know. I just don't get Bruce Prichard. He's from like that that old school, you know, like. Well, so is Paul Heyman. I mean, yeah. Like, no, but I'm saying they, they need, like, some new people. Well, I, well, and, and, I, and I hate to say this, and I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean, I don't mean this in an asshole fashion, and I, I clearly, I don't, don't want this to happen in actuality, but mm-hmm. I... But from a story, from a story perspective, from from an entertainment perspective, I think that in order for uh, the main roster to be better, I honestly think that Vince McMahon needs to go. Mm-hmm. He, he, it's, it's very clear to me that he just does not have it anymore. He, he just... He's in his own bubble. Actually, you know what I'm gonna do? Um, when we off the air, I'm gonna send you a, li- a YouTube link. I found this. Uh, yes. I found this uh, when I was on YouTube uh, last week or the week before. Because sometimes I'll go on YouTube and I'll see a video that that catches my eye. So I just like uh, copy the URL and then I go and uh, look at it. I download it to my computer and I watch it on my computer, so I don't have to stay there on YouTube. But I'm gonna send it to you. It's, uh, it has to do with Vince McMahon. It's go on. Yeah, it, it, my my whole point, and I think to your to your point as well. Um, I have never seen WWE be this consistently bad for, uh, for so long. I've not seen that. Actually, the last time it was this bad was when they were doing that whole stuff with the Drake Maverick and all that bathroom humor. Well, well, and as we will see on your, um, <laughs> I on know, your, oh, on your review of 
<laughs> well, what is Drake Maverick do? What are they do these? Okay. 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 Uh, there was one dark match after this uh, with Becky Lynch defeating Kyrie Sane. So let me ask you a question, Ben. Is it over between yeah. you and Becky Lynch? Is it over? At, at, at this point, yes. Oh no! The divorce papers have been signed. <laughs> you know, um, I, I still, I still like her, but this, it's just, it's just done. Yeah. I mean, it's, yep. It's, Right. Um, I, you know, since they put her with Seth Rollins, oh. and, and, and Seth, 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 Seth Rollins is another one. I, I swear, I'm just, yeah. I'm waiting for that heel turn because I thought they were going to did it a couple of weeks ago, and then uh, this week he apologizes, or last week he apologizes, and and like I don't get it. Alright, so we're going to move, move over to NXT. I'm going to throw it over to my co-host Ben for that report. So Ben, let's get into NXT. Okie dokie, and uh, thank you because we can actually get into the entertaining portion of our show and of WWE television. So here we go. It was not a bad show. No, no, it it wasn't. They were um, they were actually setting up a lot of things for their end of year show on December eighteenth because, uh, as fans um, may have heard by now, um, December eighteenth will be the final uh, show of the year for both um, NXT and AEW. There will be no holiday. Um, oh right, well I mean that makes sense though, because the week after is the week after Christmas Eve. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, with uh, WWE television, because typically we're subjected to a holiday roll or something. And they're usually that. terrible, like that one with Alberto uh, Del Rio running over Santa Claus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of something that wasn't terrible, let's start with this NXT review. So first up, we have uh, Killian Dane mm-hmm. um, uh, starting off the show in the ring. He actually he actually interrupted Mauro Ronaldo's introduction of the show, mm-hmm. and he called out Damian Priest. Um, but it, it wasn't Damian Priest that answered the call. It was um, Pete Dunne. So apparently, um, for, for some, one reason or another, um, they are holding off on, uh, on uh, oh, what's it was on um, Damian Priest's return to television. So would, the, would, this, they, would this have been a heel versus heel match? No, 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 if it was Damien Priest and Killian Dane. Would it, um, would it have been uh, two heels? Um, yeah, I, I think so, if, if that's okay. what 
killing in Dean is. I mean, I, if that's what um, if that's what Damian Priest is, because I, I, I that's one thing I I I'm not clear on in NXT is like who, who's a heel and who's a face. I know some, but like. Guys like, you know, Killing Dane or the newer guys, you can't tell right away. Yeah, well, that's my thought. But, but um, let's see. So, they, so, so the match immediately starts with a brawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a lot of, um, we get a lot of joint manipulation by Don. Um, hey, I, he, I love, he, loves, he loves to break those fingers. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, and then, uh, and then he, at one point in the match, um, Pete Dunn was actually able to hit a uh, suplex, a German suplex on Killian Dane, which was which was something to see because a man of Dunn's of uh, Dunn's size should not be able to do that to mm-hmm. uh, so the man like Killian Dane. Um, and then we have um, we had a senton on the floor. Um, uh, Dunn uh, Dunn stops a Vader bomb. Uh, tries to hit the sleeper on uh, Dane, but he uh, uh, but Dane falls into the ropes and uh, getting the pin that. Way because obviously if killing and Dane falls on you, your ass is not getting up. Um, so <laughs> the finish was quite unique, but it was actually it was actually pretty funny. Um, and this was this was um, a very a very physical um, fight kind of a match. At, at one point. Um, at one point, Dane hit a um, like a like a rolling um, uh, uh, what is it um uh, what what do they call that move where where it's just kind of a a run and they just kind of tumble into the into the barricade. Uh, Can we a suicide dive? Uh, uh, n- no, no, it, it's, it's more like a, um... Cannonball? Yeah, yes, that's what it is, Cannonball, I was, I was blanking. Um, but some of these, some of these, some of these spots look like they actually really hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm, which I'm sure they do, because when, like I said, when you fight somebody like Killian Dane, ah, uh, shit's gonna get very painful. <laughs> yep. Um... <laughs> But uh, actually, I was I was just relieved that Killian Dane was wearing a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Kevin Grimes would do the same. Fuck. Yes, I I, I agree. It's 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 hairier than than um than the Loch Ness monster in NXT at this point. So it's it's just. But moving on, then we have um. Dakota Kai uh, talking uh, backstage about um, about Tegan Knox and uh, company, and she talks about uh, facing off with uh, Rhea Ripley um, later on tonight. She says that 
Tegan Knox is not worth her time anymore. Oh. And Rhea, Rhea got what she wanted, with, which is a more dangerous Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that promo was okay. But then we get the really good stuff. Undisputed Air minus Bobby Fish arrive. Um, Cole um, go, goes over their recent uh, success. Obviously, this was before um, War Games because <laughs> um, uh, Undisputed Air took the loss at War Games, and uh, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how how even this far removed from the match. I don't know how uh, Adam Cole is standing after taking that bump off the top of the cage mm-hmm. from Tommaso Ciampa. So. He definitely, he definitely has my uh, my respect for that. Um, out comes uh, Keith Lee, and uh, Keith Lee wants to uh, d- decide which which title he's gonna go after. Um, obviously, undisputed Air still holds all the belts, uh, but it looks like um, it looks like sooner or later that won't be the case. As soon as uh, Lee makes his decision, um, they put over the um, the pounce that uh, Keith Lee hit on Adam Cole. That was insane. Sending him into the uh, stratosphere. Jeez. Uh, God, that looks so nasty. Um, <laughs> But it was it was actually uh, pretty funny, and um, and we get undisputed uh, bailing out of the ring after uh, Tommaso Ciampa shows up, mm-hmm. and and that was the end of that segment. And then uh, we get another squash match. My God, that's becoming a theme this week. As Shannon Baszler gets the very easy victory over Zia Lee, um, who I who at this point I'm not impressed with. Uh, speaking of unimpressive, here comes uh, Cassius Ono. He gets a match with uh, with Matt Riddle. Oh no! Um, oh no! And he oh no! I'm sorry. He just looks so fat and just so out of shape. I can't even take him seriously. The fact, the fact that this man used to be one of the biggest badasses in professional wrestling. I I, I miss Chris Hero. I hate Cassius. I don't know. I just can't. Yeah, do you see? Do you see? I don't know if uh, you noticed this. Uh, someone uh. Someone uh, posted that they're, they're looking to get their hands on a DVD set of uh, The Kings of Wrestling. I'm like, okay. Well, well, clearly they're looking for a more entertaining version of uh, Chris Harrow because yeah. Cassius, Cassius, I don't know, looks like, looks like he has spent entirely too much time in catering. He is so um, boring. I'm sorry. I, just, that's, I find him so boring. <laughs> He's, he's just, yeah, he's, yeah. he's just bad uh, right now. Um, I, may, I may have inadvertently skipped over a segment. Oh, yes, I, I did. I'm sorry. Um, I got so distracted by 
the mass of Cassius Arnold, mm-hmm. I I skipped over the, the Dakota Kai and Mia Yim brawl. Um, this part was a little bit confusing for me because they were talking about um, they were building up Rhea Ripley's and uh, Shayna Baszler's upcoming title match on the 18th and then somehow we get into a Dakota Kai and uh, Shayna Baszler mm-hmm. altercation with, which ends with Mia Yim coming out to back up Shayna Baszler obviously they were on uh, the same team at War Games and and we get that build for that match on December 18th. I'm not sure how Mia Yim plays into that build up, but there you go. You may, you may, have, um, sk- you may have skipped over a match, although I'm not sure. You might be using a different site. Um, no, no, no. I'm, 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 getting, I'm getting to that match um, because I wanted to say more about it. Um, but, but, um, just for your entertainment, I will go back. So you can, you can blame Elio for, uh, throwing me off kilter. I'm kidding. Um, then we get, um, the Forgotten Sons taking on a team from, from Evolve, and thank Thank the Lord, this was quick, because Mr. Leon Ruff did not have a pleasant evening, as his name would imply. He had an extremely rough evening, pardon the pun. Ha ha ha. Um, (laughs) (laughs) because he took a, um, he took a powerbomb into the corner and he went flipping out of the ring after the bustle bomb. And I, I thought he might be dead. Apparently, he was still alive and kicking not for long, though, because after this very, um, very short ass kicking from, uh, from Blake and Cutler, um, the former gunner in TNA, now known as Jackson Riker, he wanted a piece, and he's he sent Leon Ruff out of the ring via via a choke slam um, over the top rope, slamming him into the apron and onto the floor in an absolutely brutal uh, spot. You know, I I dislike the Forgotten Sons as a unit. Um, oh, I, just, I thought I thought I thought you liked them. Well, I did, and now I now I don't. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just I think um, I think that uh, Jackson Riker needs to be the star of that team and. And he's just not, which is something that I don't understand. Um, uh, and then uh, now we can go back to our regularly scheduled review 
Um, the uh, the next the next match after Cassius Ono got defeated by uh, Matt Riddle, it was Kushida versus Cameron Grimes. Oh my and, It was so good to see Kushida, Kushida back. Yes, he um, yes, he's he was back after suffering a broken wrist after getting thrown. Wait, wait, wait. Um, oh, I, I forgot. Who was he supposed to face? Because Cameron Grimes wasn't the original opponent. Yes, the and the original <laughs> uh, opponent was. Um, that's it, Raul Mendoza, that's it. I, I actually <coughs> saw them both come out. Um, Raul Mendo- Mendoza came out, uh, and, and then, and then uh, so did Cameron Grimes, but I didn't catch the explanation as to why Raul Mendoza was not, was not used. Um, so that made for an awkward... <coughs> Um, awkward version <coughs> of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, main, main event wise, it was Dijakovic and Lee and Tommaso Ciampa taking on the Undisputed Air. Um, this was this was easily the best <coughs> match of uh, the night. Um, okay, the and, one, the uh, one, the one spot. This looked like such a cartoon spot, but it was done so cool. Did you see when uh, Finn Balor came out to attack? And, like, when he was in the corner, and all of a sudden, like, the corner's empty, and all of a sudden, Keith Lee just slowly stands up behind Finn Balor. <laughs> that was so cartoonish. I love the way that was done. But, but it, was, it, it was just... It was, <laughs> it was like... It was awesome. It was, like, it was so well done. It was just like darkness rising. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my god. When I saw it, I'm like, oh, that was so cool. Um, and then, so absolutely, um, I, uh, I got the biggest kick out of that. And then, um, <laughs> after, after the match, uh, William Regal announced that uh, Cole will defend the NXT Championship on uh, the last show of the yep. year. Uh, as next week, um, Christmas has come early for me and Elio along with all of the NXT fans as we will see Finn Balor versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Keith Lee uh, to determine uh, Adam Cole's next number one contender for the NXT championship. No, 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 just, uh, just, uh, just for our own entertainment. Who do you think is going to win that? Uh, Keith Lee. Yeah, I'm going to go with Keith Lee because everyone just really loves this guy. I love this guy. This guy is so cool. I'm a huge Keith Lee fan. Yeah, yeah. I am, I am definitely basking in his glory. Uh, you know what? I swear, fans at NXT, the, 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 so when they start singing these songs, it's like so brutal the way they sing it. It's like they've, yes. ruined, they've ruined the white stripes for me. Yeah, 
I, well, I can see that. I can see that. Like they, sure. they, they, they do with the Keith Lee. They do with um. Oh, who's uh, that other guy? Trend Seven. Um, oh, oh yeah. They okay. do with Trend Seven. Yeah. The two bit of the bubbly. Exactly. <laughs> and isn't it uh, isn't it wonderful how the University of Illinois happens to be located in Illinois? I'm glad, <laughs> they, told us, I'm glad they told us that, as if we couldn't figure that out. Yeah. Um, but that notwithstanding, uh, so we got the inner circles, Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz. Uh, facing off with Dustin Rhodes and the Young Bucks in a six-man tag to open the show. Um, I was um, I was pleasantly surprised at the results um, between the trio of Dustin Rhodes and the Young Bucks. That's a combination. That's a combination. Great match. No, I was saying great match. Yes, and I was, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised because I wouldn't have anticipated uh, Dustin Rhodes to uh, uh, form a compelling tag team with the Young Bucks of all uh, people. Um, but I was, um, like I said, uh, pleasantly surprised. Um, so this was a very uh, good match, I thought. And um, we had... Uh, there was one really weird spot, and this is one thing that uh, Sammy Guevara does that I just don't like. So he goes to log himself on on the phone when, when he's about to do a, a major move. Yeah. If you wanted to hit a uh, shooting star press on somebody, <laughs> who, because nobody was there. Uh, and he was even looking down at the at the um, at the ring before he did it. Nobody was there, and he goes right into a double super kick by um, by the Young Bucks. It was just a it was a very weird um, spot because, like I said, nobody was there. Yep. Um, and then um, then we 
can get um, the uh, baseball loaded socks uh, to uh, Dustin Dustin Rhodes's uh, uh, rib cage, <laughs> and uh, and then we have um, a double melter driver and into a senton combo uh, for the win by the Young Bucks. Um, you know, I think it was definitely the right result, but it, it just, even though the match was good, that that one spot just threw me off and kind of uh, soured me on that one. Um, and it, and the thing and the thing that was really uh, throwing me off uh, throughout the show, honestly was uh, the audio issues that uh, I was having and that oh. seems to be a that seems to be a very common theme with AEW at least in its infancy so they definitely need to work on that because I was having a lot, a lot of trouble hearing what was going on okay um so anyway uh, next up with matches we have um, Trent Beretta taking on Ray Phoenix. And for, for me, whenever Phoenix is in the ring, I'm paying attention. He reminds me of a, a more athletic, if that's possible, uh, Ray Mysterio. Um, I, did, I, I cannot believe the things that, uh, that this man can do in the ring. It, it just defies gravity and logic. Um, so I can't really describe that match too well because I can't describe anything that Phoenix does uh, and do it justice at the same time. Uh, after, after that, we have uh, Cody Rhodes uh, cutting another promo. And, he, and I gotta tell you, um, I didn't realize that Cody Rhodes was ever such a good promo as I have uh, since since AEW's inception. If he was if he was always able to do this, then WWE missed the boat with giving uh, Cody, Cody Rhodes a microphone because I don't remember him ever talking to this degree in WWE. Um, let's see. So he calls out um, MJF. He says that... Um, that he, he, he knew that MJF was always this kind of guy, um, but he saw a lot of himself in MJF, and he thought that he could take him under his, his wing. And just the emotion that was evoked in this promo was very impressive. Um, so Cody Rhodes continues uh, to be the most compelling thing on the mic. Um, on Dynamite on a weekly basis. Uh, Next up was something that was not compelling for me at all. Uh, Nyla Rose versus the librarian. Oh, okay, you know. Good God. Just make it (sighs) Yes, Uh, please. Apparently, at least uh, Nyla Rose has learned how to do a power mod properly. Because she was getting ready to uh, to powerbomb one person, 
and 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 it, it was actually I shouldn't call her a person. No, it was a uh, it was Shana, um, who she was getting ready to uh, power bomb, but then uh, she ended up power bombing the ref, Rick Knox, through a table. So at least she at least she didn't kill anybody with a power bomb attempt. Still, I'm not, I'm not a fan of Nyla Rose at all. Just, just make it stop. Yeah. And, and the, com- the combination of the, of the two of them, Leva Bates and Nyla Rose, just, just please. Uh, how much do I have to pay for you, this? You, you, you know, I have to say, last week, I don't know why, for some reason I had the blue pants theme in my, stuck in my head. <laughs> that had to be the worst gimmick. Well, it- You had a main question to McIntyre. Sky, I will not face two cold Scorpio. I will not face any member of the Scorpions. Yes, I, I and I will not face Moxley. We've we've had that numerous times. Um, but we finally do get um, someone who wants to um, wants to have one last crack at Le Champion before uh, 2019 rolls to close. And, and that might be. Boy. Oh, I'm sorry? That might be. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy, wow. Oh, oh my goodness, we heard Luchasaurus speak. Yes, and actually, you know, uh, speaking of uh, Luchasaurus, I watched a interview that he did with um, uh, Chris Van Boy. Okay. Um, and, um... Who is this guy? Has, Wait, I'm sorry. Who is this guy? I keep hearing about him. Well, he, he he's now an in, in interviewer for AEW, but um, he also has um, has an, in, an interview series that he does. He's done interviews with. Uh, he just did an interview with um, Moxley. He's, I mean, he's done interviews oh, with. Okay. Um, okay. 
with uh, Enzo Amore. He has a whole list of, of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually he's actually quite entertaining. I I suggest checking him out. Okay. But um, but yeah, uh, going back to Luisaurus, I discovered that he actually has a master's degree in middle, medieval literature. <laughs> and, yet, 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 and yet he wants to dress up like a dinosaur. Um, so that was that's an interesting dichotomy. But, 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 but let me ask you, did you expect that voice to come out of uh, Luchasaurus when he... No, no, no. I was, no, 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 no. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> right? And more roaring. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm like, wait, this is Luchasaurus? Okay. <laughs> he delivered a, uh, an absolutely, uh, just, I burst out laughing at this line. Uh, he, he said that for 65 million years, dinosaurs have been marginalized. By society, <laughs> I I I thought that that was absolutely hilarious. So, and and then um, then uh, of course throughout this promo, Marco's stunt is trying to get in Chris uh, Jericho's face. So I'm, I'm I'm very glad we don't have to see. Chris Jericho versus Marco Stunt because I I can't take Marco Stunt seriously. Oh, well, is it that bad? Well, no, I'm not saying he's bad, but I just can't take him seriously because he looks like. I mean, my my eight year old nephew is bigger than that bad guy. I mean, it's just I can't I can't take him seriously, and I'm sorry. I I know it's my I know it's my own problem, but I just can't. Alright. Um, so anyway, uh, Jungle Boy gets the nod for uh, December 18th, and this was um, this was awesome because Jericho was um, was uh, was calling uh, Jungle Boy like I think you're a piece of shit. I can't believe they're actually like letting language go on uh, on like TV like this. But like I can because after all, when they're on pay per view, John Moxley's dropping motherfuckers like a motherfucker. No, I'm saying like because like you never I I I remember ever hearing these words on uh, WCW Nitro. Like I, I, even Kevin Owens, uh, when he confronted Seth Rollins, he said everything you're saying is bullshit. Like damn. Well, and, and I think that's because of AEW. I think I think that's that's WWE's answer to AEW. Oh okay. Um, but I just I love this promo. Yeah. The the lexicon. The lexicon of Lady Chevy, oh my god, I just can't get enough. I'm gonna have to make um, the lexicon of. No, I don't know how I'd call my own lexicon. And you know what? You just made the list! You just made the list! That's it. Yeah. 
That's tremendous. <laughs> uh, I, I, love when, I love when you do that. I just find it funny. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but then, um, next up, we have um, AEW's newest signee, Chris Statlander, taking on Hikaru Shida. And I was very surprised that uh, Chris Statlander got the... Um, got the... Uh, the victory on in, on this one because she has a um, a very interesting gimmick. She's known as the galaxy's favorite alien. <laughs> what do you think and, of Chris Statlander? Well, uh, to be honest with you, I hadn't seen her previous talk last week, so this is my first exposure um, to her. Right. Um, she she's very pretty. Um, um, but I just I haven't seen enough of her to to render an opinion. So it'll be interesting uh, to yeah. see what they do with her now. I mean, um, you can't you can't really count her appearance on SmackDown. That was just a one time. Yeah, I um I, I didn't even see that because I don't I don't remember that one. But anyway, um, but I I like I like the fact that they're trying to get their. Uh, their women's division on track because that's been a that's been a glittering weakness on uh, AEW television. So, yeah, but you know um, they, they, we need to see more more women. Like uh, they keep showing the same ones every week. It seems like we don't we don't get to see like people like Penelope Ford and such. Yeah, and I'm I'm very I'm very surprised that we um that we uh, we haven't seen Britt Baker more. Um, we mean them to we we've seen her we've seen her more than the any any other ones. Yeah, but yeah, but that, that, I'm talking about like in the ring, like Yeah, in the ring. We've seen her more than uh, any other ones. So how many how how many times have we seen Penelope Ford or C V Gibbs? Well and that and to your point, you're exactly right, but even even with Britt Baker we, we need to see more of her and and not and not not because of um, not because of AEW's lame attempts to take a shot at NXT. But um, but she she needs a new finisher. That finisher is uh, just no. Uh, well, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> the man by unsanitary. Yeah, it's um, well at least at least it's not as unsanitary as. Um, as, uh, oh god, what, what is, um... McFoley? No, no, what, what is the, um... The it, it's, it's Darby Allen's uh, wife, the one that did, um... The one that did the dirty tampon. Priscilla uh, Kelly? Yeah, yes, that's, that's the one. Oh, by the way, she's in MLW. Well, I have to... They they yeah uh, they they've um they've started up uh, their own women's division and uh, Priscilla Kelly made her debut uh, last weekend. Oh cool! Well, I will have to check that out. Yep. Um. So of course after the uh, the women's match we got another segment which I just did not like. Um, AEW did not have a lot of luck with uh, segments this week. Mm. Um, you know, the, the match... Which, which, one, which one was this? Um, this was, uh, this was 
Brandy Rhodes and Awesome Kong. So, um, yeah, you know what? I I I I need to see more from that because I'm just not I'm just not uh, liking it this so so far. So they they were introduced as the, the Nightmare Collective. Yeah. Um. And and Rhodes was explaining why um, she's aligned herself with Awesome Kong. And then we had a uh, oh kind of a weird throwback to um, like straight in society um, because. Originally, uh, Rhodes offered Statlander a place in the group, mm-hmm. and then we had an unknown woman from ringside pledge her allegiance uh, to this new uh, stable here. She is an independent wrestler. Her name is Melanie Cruz. Yeah, well, I actually knew that. I was gonna, I was gonna get to that after I, uh, after I. Uh, you didn't hear anything, ladies and gentlemen. My co-host will tell you who it is. <laughs> you always do. You always do me to the punchlines. Thank God, thank God I'm not a comedian. Um, but um, when this, when Melanie Cruz offered her ponytail to call, to Kong and got it cut off, um, it kind of reminded me of um, Straight Edge Society because uh, uh, cause, uh, CM Punk and Luke Gallows did that to uh, uh, Serena yep. uh, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but this one just kind of, n- n- no, uh, I, I did not like this segment at all. Yeah, uh, I just don't know where they're going with this, but they better do it's something. Just, Kind of weird. Uh, next up, we had uh, Christopher Daniels versus um, versus Pentagon Junior, and I didn't really like this match either. I was just about to ask you what you think about about of this match. No, I, I didn't. I didn't like it. It was yeah. kind of kind of strange, and this was yep. like the first match that Pentagon's ever been involved in that I just I didn't like. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, and it, 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 I just, ugh, God. Um, and then there, there was this one spot, it was like a falling lariat, that even Jim Ross called Bowling Shoe Ugly. Oh, um, yeah, I, I, I heard that, yep. Um, so yeah, the, uh, for, for talent of... Of that caliber, um, Christopher Daniels and Pentagon Jr. This this match was an absolute sling and a miss. Um, I agree. And then we had um, we had Moxley defeating Janela, which was another really bad match. I just I didn't I didn't like it at all. I don't like Joey Janela. I'm not a fan. Um. You know, th- uh, thank God the finish was um, was was better because you know Jericho uh, was involved. I d- but I just I just thought that the last uh, couple of matches 
um, on the show were were bad. Luckily, um, luckily the rest of the in ring action uh, was pretty good. But I ha- I have to tell you, um, this this program was rated uh, an eight by four one one mania, and I would have oh. to say I disagree. I would I would wait 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 you're gonna ah. You beat me to it. <laughs> I was going to guess that way you were going to give it. Yes. Um, I'm sorry. But at least we agree. But see, I deserve that because I stole your punchline. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it wonderful how my revenge works? <laughs> um, but yeah, the... the I, I think like the last couple of episodes of Dynamite, not including this week, have been um, kind of uh, disappointing. So overall, well, like, they've been slightly better than the than uh, than uh, the last one uh, before the these past two. Yeah, um, but but like I like I said, the um, the last. Two matches just did not impress okay, me. Okay, the butcher, the blade, and the bunny. What do you think? It's, it's, okay, this, and I'm glad you brought that up because I, I actually I forgot to, to bring that up. First, first of all, it looks like something out of, out of a porno flick. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, but it's still this week again with the stupid vignettes. I don't know. I'm just. Okay, but speaking of speaking of the vignettes, and we're kind of laughing, but I'd like to ask us a serious question. Okay. Is it just me, or wouldn't have wouldn't these vignettes have been better served before the dark before these uh, these um, these people uh, debuted? So you say again. Wouldn't, wouldn't, have, wouldn't the vignettes from uh, the butcher and the blade and the bunny have been better served before we saw them on TV? Yeah. Because they just threw us, they just threw these this team right at us without any explanation, and now they're showing yeah. vignettes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they did, and Baby, you know what? I, I really hope they give this team a name because it's stupid if they just keep going with the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny. Yeah, it's that. Give, give, like give a them a name. It sounds like a bad porno title. <laughs> um, but, uh, but that notwithstanding. Um, and then, and then I, I also, um, I was going through the, the match action and what such, but also, also another promo that I have to um, that I have to bring up is is the Dark Order uh, video package. Hey, wait, wait, yeah, I was just gonna ask you what you think of that. Once again, very weird. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of um, there seems to be a lot of uh, cult based. Uh, you know, it, it was weird, videos. but it was, it was weird by so I don't know. I kind of uh, liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but then I just, I just like, I'm just like into like all that weird stuff. Like I, like with the, with the whole thing. And, and the thing is, I am too. I'm kind of into like that weird stuff. Yeah. Um, but um, but once again, I just feel like um, 
you know, these promos would have been better served before the talent debut. Especially that, um, white, that, that one guy, Whitey Wonder, 23rd quarter, I just want some friends. <laughs> they just came to kick to the face. That was awesome. And then I think they killed the one guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Why do you want to be in the dark order? I just want some friends. <laughs> I, I laughed my ass off the track. I really did. All right, so this that was our AEW report. Um, do you have anything else to add? Or are we done? The, the no, no, we're uh, we're good. And, and now I I will pass the the imaginary baton over to you as we suffer through um, your uh, your SmackDown review. Oh my God. Help, help, help. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Alright, ladies and gentlemen, SmackDown this week came to us from the Crown Coliseum in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And. I, I have never wanted to avoid a state as badly as I did in Fayetteville, <laughs> North Carolina. And you know what? I don't, I don't even remember or recall the opening segment or if there even was one and I even watched it earlier before we even re- started recording this show so, so I, can actually, I can actually answer that question okay the, the opening segment was the Miz in the ring oh that's right Miz TV uh, that's right yes claiming that Daniel Bryan was supposed to be his guest on the show but after what happened yes That, that's um, right. We, we have yet to discover the whereabouts of Daniel Bryan. So yeah. Bray Wyatt. Um, Bray Wyatt shows up on the screen and yes. he mentions family and he brings up a picture of the Miz's family saying he wants to be part of a family. He was part of a family once and he wants to be part of a family again and he shows a picture of Miz's family. And this prompts Miz to exit the ring and chase after Bray Wyatt. So Miz is in the back now looking all over for Bray Wyatt. And that leads into our opening match. We had the returning Alexa Bliss in her first match back from injury, defeating Mandy Rose. This was a terrible match. I have, ne- I have never seen... Uh, Alexa Bliss like this bad. Oh, you, you, you didn't think she did too well? No. Yeah, this, no. this was a really weird match. And I, that one part where uh, Mandy Rose pulled out Alexa Bliss's uh, eyelash. Well, that was just, that was just weird. Yeah, and I, that's, why, that's why I'm bringing it up. Because, uh, you know, it's a part, that part was just so weird. I'm like, Why? It looked, one, one, it looked really bad, and two, it, it just, like, who finds that entertaining? 
No, yeah, this was not Alexa Bliss's best uh, match. No, no, it wasn't. Then oh, we, God. then we had a four-way elimination tag team match with the revival of defeating Grand Metal League and Lindsay Dorado Lucha House Party, Mustafa Ali and Shorty G and Heavy Machinery. So, okay, well, so I couldn't, I couldn't care less. And I, 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 I'll tell you why. Because any, any match in, involving um, Heavy Machinery just turns into a joke. Um, especially, yeah, especially yeah, after that. Especially after that stupid segment with the pancakes that we saw them in, and we and we were yes. we we were behind heavy machinery until that stupid segment. Yeah. So after that, I'm like, oh my god, just go, just yep. go away. So revival get to face new day for the tag team championships. I believe that TLC is that right? This is stupid. Like, why, why, are they, why are they waiting till the last minute to announce matches for pay per views? Why do they do this? I don't fucking know. <laughs> you, you, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a perfectly legitimate question. You know, and and, it's, and I hope it's, I hope my tone was not dismissive toward you. I just, but but WWE. Has just lost my respect in terms of their ability to put together things that make freaking sense on the main roster. I just there's there's nothing about this show outside of Kevin Owens that I find remotely. Well, I I, I, sh- I should include the I should I should include uh, the Fiend on that list because if they can. Um, if they can bring him back from the dead after hell in a cell, um, you know, know I'm, I'm done with I'm done with Bray Wyatt. Well, you know, I'm I'm still willing to give it a chance, but yeah, they they severely damaged uh, my opinion of him mm-hmm. and and the character in general after um, after hell in a cell. But I just there's very little redeeming quality about what we saw on SmackDown, if any at all. And in the next match, we had a new Lacey Evans. Uh, she's now a face. She defeated uh, Haley. Apparently. Sorry. Go on. Uh, apparently, I'm, I'm wondering if she'll still be one next week. I just, you know, what the hell's going on here? Well, uh, she defeated Haley Jones, who is apparently a part-time lion tamer. Who knew? <laughs> and what was that outfit she was wearing? That was that was just weird. No, I know that. That was so weird. Like, who does that? I. Uh, and, and more often than that, who approves this? And I want you to keep mind keep this question in mind for later on in the show. But I want to know. Okay. Who approves this to be put on the air? <laughs> so, uh... Okay. It's Vince McMahon, and that is why he needs to go. So, following, following this match, Lacey Evans cuts a promo, and then she's interrupted by Sasha Banks, who gets in her face, and uh, Lacey goes to deliver the woman's right, but Sasha flinches and falls, to the, falls down and exits the ring, 
Then Lacey exits and she's walking back up the ramp only to be attacked by Bailey from behind. Well, the thing that I was kind of intrigued by from Lacey Evans' promo, um, they finally acknowledge that she's a Marine. Yep. I was waiting for that for months and months and months mm-hmm. um, because, you know, she has confirmed kills in the military. I mean, this woman is a legit badass. Yep. And, and that, but here's, here's one thing that I really didn't like about this promo. Well, what's that? This is like WWE's new way of, of getting heat. And Uh-oh. I can't stand it. Uh-oh. Um, they, they mentioned the, the kids. Oh, yeah. About the, 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 the six-year-old daughter, yep. I think that that's incredibly cheap. Yep. I think, I think it's cheap when Paul Heyman did it uh, during Brock Lesnar's feud with, um, with uh, um, Triple H in 2012. Um, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was cheap when they do it with Roman's kids. And I think it's cheap when they do it here. It's just one of those things that I just... I think it's cheap heat, and I, I, I don't find it necessary. Now, um, we... Okay, we're just gonna... We're gonna move on to the main event, which we're... Well, before that, let's uh, talk about the few segments, because... The first one being, um... The Miz wandering around backstage, uh... Looking for Bray Wyatt, he walks into a room with a red light, and he sees a picture of his family, and his image replaced with Bray Wyatt's, and Bray Wyatt attacks him from behind. Uh, well, and that was that was interesting. Um, I, uh, you know, it, I wanted to give this. Angle a chance because I think if they if they could really be creative with it, it could be cool. It's just I have no faith in WWE's ability to do that. Okay. Um. So I have a feeling I know where this is going, and because of that, I'm not really I'm not really entertained by it. Now I've now I've have a question. You think we'll ever see uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan as a team or team up? Well, I I hope not, <laughs> but that's where they could possibly be going with it. Okay, and uh, the next segment I'm going to go over, and I can't believe I was I saw this on my screen. It starts backstage. We had Dana Brooke talking. No, Drake Maverick talking with Dana Brooke. Trying to get a date with him, even though he's married to Renee Michelle. Who, who, who? Uh, and I once, once again, I have to, I have to give credit to one of my uh, favorite podcasters uh, now, um, JD from NY two hundred six, and he, um, he brought up an excellent point uh, that that um, Renee Michelle is a thousand times hotter than. Um, than Dana Brooks, uh, to which I have to uh, vehemently agree. So it's like, why, why would you? <laughs> Drink, man. Yeah, go I'm, on. I'm, go ahead. I'm, I'm like, 
why would you even entertain the thought of cheating on that woman? <laughs> and, and drink memory. What does Batista have that I don't? <laughs> and then, and then uh, there are no words. So what do we get? We get Elias walking into the frame, and he, of course, says he has his guitar and he plays the song. And Drake Maverick slaps him, and that leads to not really a match, but more of a beatdown. And we get a very, our very first male-on-male spanking on television. What the hell? What's going on? Holy <laughs> I can't believe I was watching somebody scream. What's going on? Drake Maverick is over, was put over Elias and me, and Elias spanked him. What is that? Oh my god. And then, uh, he, then uh, he gets, uh, he, gets thrown, he gets thrown out of the ring, and Dana Brooke just throws him back in. Elias lays him out with uh, the drift away, and Dana Brooke uh, slides into the ring and places a boot over. Drake Maverick as Elias counts three. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. Ridiculous. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and of course, okay, now we're going to get into the main event. The main event had Roman Reigns defeating Dolph Ziggler now. Okay, after this, apparently, um, they chained Roman Reigns and they poured dog food on him. You know what? I just said that because I don't even know exactly what happened, how this happened, because I didn't even watch it. I just uh, heard about it. Well, unfortunately, I did. Okay, because because I take my role on this podcast very seriously, perhaps too seriously for my own health. <laughs> yeah, lighten up. That's why I'm here. I'm here to lighten the mood. And you still reminded me of the dog food thing. There is not one iota of this that is entertaining. You want me to take Roman Reigns seriously, but yet you're dumping dog food on him? Please, okay? Give me a break. Yep. Terrible. So... I still do not understand how these shows are increasing in viewership with how bad they have been this past week. They, they've been atrocious, and I, I, I don't... I, I, don't, no, I don't get I, it. <laughs> oh, my... Oh, but Ben, what do you say we move on from this? We take a break, and then... Uh, I'll fire up the DeLorean and we'll take a trip back through time. To some more entertaining times? Yes, yes. Please, please because I, 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 need a, I need a reminder that wrestling can be fun. Okay, we will be right back. Alright, Ben. Are you ready? Yes. No, I said, are you ready?
So, <clears throat> are the DeLoreaners taking us back to 1997 for In Your House 19 Degeneration X? Yes, I, I actually had forgotten that they had their own show, but then I, uh, you conveniently reminded me. Thank you. And I remember this weekend, um, I didn't get to watch it. I saw it at... I saw it at my friend's house the next day or a couple of days later, so it was one that I was curious to watch because I I was a fan of DX, so I wanted to see... Who's not uh, a fan of DX? Sorry? I said, who's not a fan of DX? Exactly. So I wanted to see what the kind of show they would put on. And here we go. We are... At the Springfield Civic Center on Sunday, December 7th, 1997. And the show opens up with a light heavyweight championship in the tournament final. Taka Michinoku defeating Brian Christopher. I always thought Ta- Taka Michinoku was, was tremendously underrated. I feel, I feel like he might have been before his time. No. And then we had Los Bariquas defeating the Disciples of Apocalypse. Remember those guys? DOA? Y- yes. <laughs> and then they went on to be they went on to be creative control in WCW. That was terrible. No no wonder WCW sucked. They had, they had more people in creative control than, than you know, any company ever. <laughs> then we had what, what seems like a throwaway match to me. It's a tough man match with Butterbean defeating Mark Merrow. Well, well, to be honest with you, uh, any match involving Butterbean is going to be a throwaway match because... You know, it, it, it was kind of like the same thing with the Brawl for All concept. I don't even know how that guy got into WWE. Like, what was he? Was he like a UFC or something? Well, no, he was a he was a boxer and. Oh, okay. Um, I just you know. He was I mean, terrible. I, I I only have one functioning arm and one huh? functioning leg, and I think I think if you can manage to avoid Butterbean. For like 30 seconds. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure even I could have done. I, I, I would have assumed he'd be a very easy knockout. And then we had the tag team championships. The champions, New Age Outlaws, defeating the Legion of Doom by disqualification. See, and just like you say, because I, I had the card pulled up as we're going over this. Oh, okay. so just, just before you said that. Yeah. Right? I'm, 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 I'm looking at the car and I'm looking down and I see, I see the New Age Outlaws versus the Legion of Doom and I'm thinking, oh, that would have been a fantastic match. (laughs) Classic. And and then I see disqualification and then my, my immediate reaction was like, shit. And then, and then we had 
another match which I hadn't seen or heard of in a, the longest time. We had a boot camp match. That's that's like 80s style match right there. With, tri- with Triple H defeating Sergeant Slaughter after interference from China. Well, but but I, I, I guess it was I guess it's classic heel work, but in actuality, why would Triple H be defeating uh, Sergeant Slaughter? Hold on. <laughs> All right, so we had that boot camp match. Following that, we had a rare, a rare defeat with Jeff Jared defeating the Undertaker by disqualification. Okay, which which probably means that that Undertaker and Paul Bear were kicking his ass, or Undertaker and Kane. And then I, uh, well, remember it was uh, remember I, I don't know if you remember ninety Royal Rumble ninety four. Uh no. Oh, you never saw it. Did you see it or? Uh ro- no, I don't think I saw Royal Rumble ninety four. That okay that night that was the uh, Undertaker and Casky match against Yokozuna and he lost that match and they buried him. Okay. And uh, Jeff Jarrett was one of the guys who helped uh, bury him in the casket. Oh, <clears throughs> and uh, then, uh, so everything was all quiet, and then this green smoke was coming out of the casket. All the lights went off, and Undertaker is just on the screen, on the big screen. He looks like he's like dead. Then he just opens his eyes and he says that he'll be back and he can't kill the spirit of the Undertaker. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many times has the Undertaker been killed? (laughs) (coughs) I'll send you that link too. It wasn't bad. It was pretty cool. I remember that. That was a rare pay-per-view because it was on a Saturday night. And pay-per-views are always on a Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that was uh, actually the second uh, Royal Rumble that they had on the Saturday night because the first one was in 91. So next we had Intercontinental Champion Stone Cold Steve Austin defeating The Rock. Or as he was known here, Rocky Maivia. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that Rocky Maivia gang was brutal. Yeah, it was terrible. And in the main event, Ken Shamrock defeating WWF World Heavyweight Champion Shawn Michaels by disqualification. Which, which means that DS pretty much kicked his ass. That's why the pay-per-view is called the Generation X. They were, yeah. they were running the show. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> So, we'll be back shortly to close out this week's show. Alright, fans, we are back. Ben, what do you say we bring this week's show episode to a close? Absolutely. Alright, so uh, this week's show was uh, pretty fun. We covered AEW, we covered NXT, all the good stuff. We covered all the crap. And then we took a trip back through time to 1997. Uh, well, and that was an enjoyable trip. 
trip. Yep. So, I will take a look at and see uh, what next week, uh, where we will be going to next week. And then I, we will close this week's episode out. And for my co-host, the man, so is Pierce and Barriers, Ben Pierce. I'm Elio Canella. Same we will talk to you fans next week. Ben, say goodbye to the fans. See ya.